1: Fears of a war in Ukraine surge as Biden warns Russia may invade within days.
2: We would not be in this posture at this point if Joe Biden had exercised some leadership.
1: Freedom Convoy organizers arrested in Canada.
2: These are the words of a failed leader.
1: And what will it take to end the spiral of inflation?
3: The only way to get rid of that is to... Pull money
1: out of the economy. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Friday, February 18th. I'm Mike Scott. Russia's military buildup continues. New fears of a war in Europe resurged Thursday. As U.S. President Joe Biden warned that Russia could invade Ukraine within days... Violence sparked a long-running standoff in eastern Ukraine that some could fear be the spark for wider conflict. Senior Ukrainian official Olga Stefanschina says that historically, after what happened in Crimea, Georgia, and Denext, the possibility of a Russian attack must be taken seriously.
2: We've seen what has been happening for eight years, and we cannot but uh, ignore the option that one of the ways of this development could be the uh, military uh, invasion.
1: Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Shinin says he's got some advice for Western capitals.
4: Drop and to stop this hysteria about the intentions of russia
1: speaking before the united nations general assembly secretary of state anthony blinken says this world body needs to get involved this is the exact kind of crisis that the united nations and specifically this security council was created to prevent we must address what russia is doing right now to ukraine meanwhile back home Fiona Hill, a former National Security Council's senior director, says there's a reason the U.S. is releasing so much detail about what it thinks Vladimir Putin may do in Ukraine.
2: What Putin is looking for is operational surprise, and what the United States government has been doing with all of these alerts that AP and others um, have uh, been receiving is to try to kind of fight Russian disinformation with information.
1: Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee joined the Salem Radio Network to share her thoughts on Russia's President Vladimir Putin and when she thinks he will invade Ukraine.
2: It appears that he has continued the escalation. Uh, We also know that um, what he has done in the past is once the Olympics uh, draw to a close, um, he will go in. This is what he did in Georgia in 2008, in Crimea, in 2014.
1: Why does Blackburn think the crisis in Ukraine is happening?
2: I think it's important to note we would not be in this posture at this point if Joe Biden had exercised some leadership back in the fall, if he had put economic sanctions on Putin, the oligarchs, on the country, if he had uh, said absolutely not to Nord Stream 2, if he had begun sales of lethal aid to the Ukrainian army so they could protect themselves.
1: What disadvantages does the Biden White House have in Putin's opinion?
2: Putin knows that Joe Biden is weak that he just is rudderless. And Putin remembers that in 2014, when it came to dealing with the Ukraine, Obama and Biden sent the Ukrainian army meals ready to eat and blankets. In 2016, Donald Trump sent the Ukrainian army bombs and bullets. And, you know, Putin knows this. And he knows that uh, Joe Biden does not have the strength to stand up there and start sending bombs and bullets.
1: Turning to turmoil in the Great White North, protests north of the border continue as hundreds of truckers clog the streets of Canada's capital in a protest against COVID-19 mandates. The organizer of the Canadian trucker Freedom Convoy has been arrested. Authorities took Chris Barber into custody Thursday night. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland tells reporters government is cracking down on the Freedom Convoy's finances.
2: Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions. And accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen.
1: This Ottawa protester, Patrick King, says he won't get violent with law enforcement, but he's not leaving voluntarily either. I'm not voluntarily accepting their offer to contract. I'm going to sit on my arse, I'm going to put my arms around my fellow brethren, and we're going to stay home, Canada. Protesters at the truck blockade in Ottawa shouted at police, who are building up in numbers at Canada's Parliament Hill.
0: These are garbage! You're all being recorded! These papers are garbage! This is history! You're going to this be in the museum!
1: Meanwhile, things got heated inside Ottawa's Parliament between Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Conservative MP Leslyn Lewis. The Prime Minister took to the floor to complain about what he called conservative hypocrisy.
0: Once again, the conservative party is trying to have it both ways. Uh, They spent the first few weeks both uh, complaining that the federal government wasn't acting while encouraging the illegal barricades, uh, and now that the federal government has put in the hands of local police officers uh, justified, proportional, measured tools that will absolutely conform with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, they are now complaining that we have acted.
1: Ottawa's Conservative MP Lewis pulled no punches right back with Trudeau.
2: Canadians are tired of talking points. They want real answers. The Prime Minister's own words created fear. What are we going to do with these people? These people are taking up space, he said. These are the words of a failed leader who robbed Canadians of hope and of unity, and that is why they took to the streets. When will this Prime Minister stop doubling down on his failed leadership and admit that it it is his divisive words and mandates that led to so much turmoil in this country?
1: President Joe Biden visited Ohio and declared that a $1 billion infusion from the bipartisan infrastructure deal could help restore the Great Lakes harbors and tributary rivers that have been polluted by industrial toxins. President Biden says his infrastructure package will put $1 billion towards Great Lakes cleanup. It's going to allow most significant restoration of the Great
0: Lakes in the history of the Great Lakes. We're going to accelerate cleanup of sites across six states in the Great Lake Basin, from Duluth, Minnesota, to Milwaukee, Wisconsin,
1: Gary, Indiana, Buffalo, New York, and everywhere in between. President Biden says economic growth and environmental protection can happen at the same time. We're
0: seeing a drumbeat of good-paying jobs unlike anything we've seen in our history. But not only that, with these announcements... We're also showing that growing the economy and creating jobs can go hand in hand with protecting the environment, not
1: decimating it, meeting the moment on climate change. Former White House Press Secretary Dana Perino says there's another reason behind Biden's trip to Ohio.
4: I think that his trips to Ohio and to Virginia are considered these do no harm type of trips, because he can't hurt the Democrats in those states any more than they already are. He lost Ohio by eight, and Virginia, I think, a similar amount. Um, Arizona, Georgia, New Hampshire, and Nevada. Now, if he were to go to those states, those are the swing states where the Senate races really matter, he would be seen as like a force for good for helping Democrats, but he's not going there.
1: It's done. The Virginia General Assembly moving swiftly to put the final legislative touches on a bill that bans local school systems from imposing mask mandates on students, joining a number of other states that have taken similar measures. Virginia State Senator Siobhan Dunavant, at the signing ceremony for her bill that bans school mask mandates, says parents should have a choice
2: that needs to be made individually. Parents make the decisions for their children. The political entities need to get out. We need to put the decision. Parents are perfectly capable.
1: Governor Glenn Youngkin says he's pleased to sign a bill that bans mask mandates in schools and lets parents decide what they think is best. We are reaffirming reaffirming the rights that we know all parents have, the fundamental rights to make decisions for your children, for their education, for their upbringing, and for their care. Youngkin drew applause as he signed the bill that banned local school systems from imposing mask mandates on students, effective March 1. It is my distinct privilege and honor to be able to sign Senate Bill 739 into law in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Former President Donald Trump must answer questions under oath in New York State's civil investigation into his business practices. A judge ruled on Thursday that judge ordered Trump and his two eldest children, Ivanka and Donald Jr., to comply with subpoenas issued in December by New York Attorney General Letitia James. We get the very latest on this from correspondent Jennifer King.
4: After a two-hour hearing, a judge who has previously sided with New York Attorney General Letitia James has ruled that former President Trump and two of his children must answer questions within 21 days for a state civil investigation into his business practices. James issued subpoenas to Trump, Ivanka, and Don Jr. as executives in the Trump organization. The AG says her office uncovered evidence, Trump's company, used fraudulent or misleading valuations of assets like golf courses and skyscrapers to get loans and tax benefits. If the ruling is upheld, it would force the former president to decide whether to answer the questions under oath or take the fit. Trump's attorneys argued the AG is engaging in selective prosecution and that if Trump were to testify in the civil probe, anything he says could be used against him in a criminal tax fraud investigation being overseen by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. I'm Jennifer King.
1: Retail sales surge. U.S. retailers such as Amazon and Best Buy saw a jump of 3.8% in January as Americans bought more cars, furniture, and consumer electronics. Some are pointing to the surge as a good sign for the economy. Yet high inflation threatens to sap buying power, discourage consumers from making as many purchases, and even endanger the economy. Grover Norquist, the president, of Americans for Tax Reform joins the Daybreak Insider podcast discussing the state of the U.S. economy and what consumers can do to protect their wallets. So how badly did the last COVID spending package hurt the economy?
3: Uh, it was a tremendous damage to the economy because it tremendously increased uh, the amount of money uh, that the government printed. In effect, is $2 trillion Uh with no increase in productivity, uh, the money flowed out there. And of course, bid up prices because you had more money chasing the same number of goods and services. In fact, some contraction of goods and services because of all the welfare and the people who didn't go to work because of that. So uh, it was very bad for the economy. And we went from 1.4% inflation the last year of the Trump administration to 7.5% the first year of the Biden administration. I mean, it. it like clockwork, it went up five times, five-fold.
1: Do you think it's possible to pull out of this inflationary spiral, or do we have to wait for our own Reagan?
3: To get out of this inflation spiral, and it's getting worse because the producer price index is up over 9%, which means the things that go into the consumer prices are increasing faster than consumer prices, which means in the future, higher yet uh, prices. Uh, the only way to get rid of that is to pull money out of the uh, economy, to stop printing money, to contract uh, that. And that gives you a recession, at least until everybody's reorganized their investments to be rational. Because when you have inflation, you lie to people about what a smart investment is. People think it's worth more than it is because it's inflation that they're responding to, not to reality. Hard to tell what's productivity growth and what's inflation if people guess wrong.
1: So how do current politics come into play?
3: During Reagan, the first two years of the Reagan administration, they were tough. It was a recession in 1982, 10 percent unemployment as they squeezed out uh, inflation. So you're, you're, you're Biden, you're, the economy's in trouble because inflation is bad and getting worse. I mean, if it didn't get any worse and just stayed where it is, it would be bad the economy and for everybody uh and so you you fear continuing inflation and you fear stopping the inflation and contracting it because the one gives you inflation and the other gives you a slowdown in the economy and unemployment neither of which is good in the next election so politicians like jimmy carter tend to put off put off put off until they
1: have that how would russia invading ukraine compound our economic crisis at home in the states.
3: Whenever the United States is stronger, the U.S. dollar is viewed as stronger. Whenever the United States is seen as weak internationally, then the dollar is seen as weak internationally. So unfortunately, an invasion, a partial invasion, a grabbing a piece of, uh, I mean, they got a piece of Ukraine under uh, Obama. They didn't do anything under Trump. And now they're back because they see and sense weakness with Biden. So, yes, a foreign policy disaster will make the American dollar worth less until people change their attitudes towards the U.S.
1: Looking ahead, what advice would you give to Main Street investors?
3: The stock market is a good long term investment just in the broad stock market. Um, I'm not sure I could guess which pieces of it are going to go up versus others. It's too much politics uh, because the economy's got too much government and too much politics in the middle of the economy, uh, so it's very important to uh, diversify, and I would just get a you know 401k IRA and spread it out among across the entire economy. Bet on the U.S. economy is a good bet, not that it's doing that well now. But we can get a better government and improve things a lot faster than France or
1: Germany can. Our thanks to Grover Norquist for joining the Daybreak Insider podcast. To read more from Grover, head to ATR.org, the website for Americans for tax reform. And follow him on Twitter, at Grover Norquist. Good news for Amazon shoppers who use Visa. Visa and Amazon have agreed to allow customers to use Visa cards on Amazon sites worldwide without additional fees. Daybreak Insiders Jeremy House has more.
0: Visa says the companies also agreed to collaborate on product and technology initiatives for innovative payment experiences. Under the agreement, Amazon's site in Britain will no longer turn off Visa credit cards. Customers in Australia and Singapore will no longer pay a surcharge for using Visa.
1: These soldiers believe knowing is half the battle, so now they're in the classroom. Dozens of Army National Guard and Air Force troops in New Mexico have been stepping in to fill a shortage of teachers in schools. Substitute Michael Stockwell, who's also an Army National Guard specialist, says he learned there's a certain way to communicate with the students at El Magordo High School in New Mexico.
3: You can't act Army with these kids. You can't speak the same way you would with another soldier with these kids. You can't treat them the same way. You have to be careful with corrective actions.
1: <laughs> El Magordo High freshman Lila Taurazas says she was nervous when she saw Army National Guard Specialist Stockwell serving as a sub.
4: I walk into the class and then I see him sitting there where the teacher usually sits. And well, I didn't really put like much attention to it, so I just sat down. But like when he started taking attendance, like I was like, "Whoa."
1: Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or Salem podcast Network.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com.